What up? Welcome to On The Bench. I am Brendan Sinone. A little different type of episode for you guys today. Uh, Josh is tired from driving like 2,000 miles in the last week. Chris Snee, I think, has, has been literally melted onto the bench. Like, we can't get him off. Uh, and Zach's just being a scoop monster somewhere. So, uh, changing up the pace a little bit for this episode of On the Bench to kind of finish off the week right. We have a special guest. It is Pat Watkins, Tallahassee native, former FSU standout, played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys for a few years, played in the CFL, was really good there as well. Uh, so, someone who's had a, a very uh, interesting career and is now back local in Tallahassee coaching youth football. And he has a youth football camp coming up this week. So, I want to give him the platform to, to you know, plug what, what he's doing to help out youth in the community and, and teach football and life lessons, all that good stuff, but also talk about his time at Florida State, some of his favorite memories playing for the Seminoles. So Pat Watkins, the former standout defensive back, is going to join us here on the bench. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. On the other side, we'll have Pat. Uh, we'll have a fun little podcast for you guys here on a Friday for the weekend, then we'll be back to our, our normal four-man bench rotation next week. All right? Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to On the Bench. As promised, I have Pat Watkins. Pat is a former Florida State standout defensive back in the mid-2000s. He played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, as well as had a really strong career in the CFL. And now he's doing some coaching here in Tallahassee. He has a camp coming up. June 14th to June 18th, uh, ages 7 through 15, and we'll get more information on that in a little bit. But first, Pat, welcome to On the Bench. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really well, and uh, thanks for having me. No, really for, for sure. Happy to, happy to have you. Want uh, to to plug the camp and whatnot, and also want to get some some thoughts about your your time playing you know at FSU. So maybe we could start off with that. You're you're from Tallahassee. Uh, what was it like being a local prospect, being recruited by the hometown? team and how'd you ultimately decide on on Florida State? Well I mean luckily you know because Florida State was so close you know I, I watched a lot of Florida State growing up you know uh, football basketball just Florida State everything so um I mean I kind of helped you know being from Tallahassee being uh you know it, it been so uh, accessible uh, at the time um also I mean you know when you have a chance to play for you know your hometown uh teams it's like why not you know I was I was blessed with the opportunity to have that option and it was that's something that I, I knew that I would, you know, I could or would do if I had the opportunity to. And, you know, you know um, lo and behold, I, I had the chance to. So, you know, I took it. So when you end up going to Florida State, being the hometown kid, is that is there pressure that comes with that? Did you ever feel that at any point during your career or was that never really a, a factor for you? Uh, I don't I don't feel like it was a factor for me. Um, 
I've been kind of humble, reserved, and uh, to myself for the most part. Um, so, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know, I felt like it was something that I had to do for my school at the time, you know, Lincoln High School, you know. Like, once again, you don't have too many people coming out of Tallahassee going to Florida State mm-hmm. and uh, at such a high level. And when you get the opportunity, then, you know, you got to kind of, like, show, you know, why you're there. So it was a, it was a great chance for me to kind of, you know, show that, you know, Tallahassee had, has talent. And, you know, if we go and try to find it, it's, it's out there. So it just gave me a chance to kind of showcase that. I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit here. When when you were at Florida State, there was obviously a lot of really good defenders going through, including yourself at, at that point in Florida State's history. Uh, who was your best defender that you lined up with during your time at, at FSU? Oh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Who just flat out dominate? I mean, I mean, you can go with uh, Antonio Cromartie. I mean, clearly he had a, a pretty solid career at uh, Florida mm-hmm. State. If not a great career, he had a very solid career and I uh, was, you know, able to play with him. Um, you know, Roger Bunkley, he stands out. That's another name that kind of stands out at the time. He had a pretty solid career also as a defensive tackle. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of other uh, local local kids, um, Ernie Sims and Sam McGrew. Like you know, I, we all we all played pretty solid. I think it was uh no pretty even, but I I have to say um if I, if I had to put one my finger on one person, I would say Kamardi had a pretty solid year as well as as Bunkley. It'd be be a fine line between them two. A one a one A and a one B type of deal. So so who was yeah. the best trash talker on that defense? Was it was it Crow? I imagine he had to be be right up there. Yeah, Crow Crow talked a lot. Uh, <laughs> our defense, our defense talked a lot. Period. Um, I mean, if you can remember, we had a this guy named this character named Buster Davis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's man. true. I but forgot. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> you, you, right. So I, I I I thought about everybody, but as soon as you said trash talking, I mean Buster Davis' name just popped up pops up in mind. So I'm gonna have to go with Buster. All right, this is a PG thirteen podcast. Ish. What, what's the best <laughs> thing you ever heard him say to someone something that sticks out to you years later? Uh, I mean, of course, one of my uh. I mean, it's, it's a few quotes that I, I probably can't say, but, you know, I mean, most most football quotes, uh, quotes uh, you know, they're not really. <laughs> <laughs> they're not family friendly quotes, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, this is this is us and the guys out there. This is this is us and the boys, man. So, you know, we we hang out, we enjoy ourselves. And, you know, some of the stuff that we say, I wouldn't repeat around, uh, you know, <laughs> civilized people, <laughs> civil people. Well, the. the no offense to the podcast listeners. Some are civil, some aren't. But uh, but yeah, they're used to shenanigans on this podcast. But we'll move on. Um, yeah, just know that. No, just know that uh, Mickey Andrews was my coach. So I was gonna I was gonna go with Mickey Andrews in profanity there, but I decided against it. But I figured that would have been a road we could have gone down as well. I know Mickey oh, Mickey would get after it back in the day. Make sure, like, yeah, yeah, just know it's, it's a lot of good things that uh, I've heard and uh, a few things that uh, kind of traumatized me and stuck with me. So it is. There's some people in the FSU community who want, uh, you know, there's obviously the Bobby Bowden statue outside of the Moore Center. Some people want Mickey Andrews to be represented. I don't know about the statue, but something named after him. Are you, are you a proponent of that, given what he did for this for this program? Uh, man, I thought you was about to say a statue of me. Oh, uh, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, right. Uh, um, I mean, uh, you know, he, he he put in his fair share. It's that that's a that's a great debatable question. Uh, like I said, because when you think about Florida State and defensive backs and how many been through our program, and uh, I mean, you have to you have to at least you know acknowledge that Mickey Andrews had a lot to do with that. So, and you know, for a moment, was known as D, uh, DB University, defensive back mm-hmm. university. So. 
uh, you don't get a title like that and not be able to coach or, you know, bring kids from one level to the next and have them perform, like I said, from one high level up to the next high level without missing a beat. And he's done that time and time again. So, like I said, it's, it's a very debatable question. Uh, I'm still a proponent of, of FSU being DBU. I think uh, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State can, can lay claim to it. Um, Florida yeah, wants Florida wants to do it, man. I'm not I'm not sure I'm buying UF even being in that conversation. What about never, you? No, never. All no. right, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, good. I mean, um, they 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 are, but no, uh, no. Like you said, uh, you name you named the program. You name <laughs> yeah, there, there's a teardrop for sure, for sure. I, I yeah. UF to realize that, but that's not happening anytime soon. Um, uh, so so I asked you, so what are you know, some of your best teammates at FSU? What about the best player you ever went against in college? Uh, who gave you the most problems, like a wide receiver, someone a, a opposing uh, skill player who who just gave you a tough time during your career? Uh, man, that's a good question. Uh, like I said, because, you know, we, we went against the, uh, you know, the almighty, you know, Miami dynasty for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a lot of great players come through there also. So, I mean, um, I could probably I could probably name somebody from the University of Miami because, uh, you know, during that time when, uh, you know, Chantel and them was around, you know, they went to the uh, national championship. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a stud on there. I could probably pick easily from from the Miami team. Um, they, were, they were a really good team during my years. And like I said, just privileged to play against, you know, people that, you know, took the game as seriously as me and was able to play at that level. What about the most memorable game against Miami that you participated in in, in your four years? Uh, what, what one stands out the most? Uh, the rain game was fun. The one in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if we won or not. Um, I know we beat them. I think we beat them one, one out of three times or something like that. Uh, something like that. Two out of three, two out of four, something like that. But um, I mean, the one in the rain was fun, man. And uh, the one where, uh, uh, what's it? What is the name? Stanford Samuel was hit. Oh, the hit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's that, and I think I had a, I had an interception that game also. Um, it's it just a real fun game. We got to go against a lot of uh, great talented people. You know, Callen Winslow was there, and uh, a couple of great running backs. I can probably name all of them. But like I said, it's, it was fun times playing against Miami in general. Uh, but I do remember having an interception uh, versus. Him. So you go from being part of one of the most prestigious college football programs ever to getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I guess, I guess so you go from one pressure cooker. To another, uh, what was it like playing for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, how much media coverage is, is on that team? And just what was that experience uh, like for you for the, for the several seasons you were there with the with the Cowboys? Uh, I mean, I had my good times and my bad time. Um, you know, I started off I, I started off slow. If you if anybody followed my career, you know, I got thrown in the pressure. Like you said, I was I was fifth round, so naturally I didn't expect to start, but I had performed um, coming into camp. I had performed you know, uh, pretty good. Well, it was, I guess it was no difference between me and the starter. And, you know, I actually had a little more, you know, upside, you know, given the potential. So I was able to start right away. But, you know, things didn't go as planned. I had an up and down, you know, rookie year um, and uh, some injuries, you know. So, like I said, it's, it was it was, it was, was all a lot, you know, given, you know, the, the situation I was in. Coming out as the fifth round and not expecting to start, then coming out and start, not the gate. You know, in Jacksonville, where you know you have you know friends and family coming from Tallahassee to come watch you play the very first NFL you know game. So, and I didn't get the news of me starting until I was on the bus on the way to the stadium. You know, I had an idea, you know, but it was never official until you know my coach came to me on the bus to the stadium, like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna start this game," and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> "All right, but well, thank you." Right. So, not like, not nervous at all. I'm sure when when that that happens, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I had to shake it off. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's the first. And I learned to over my years to shake it off. But my first few games, man, just pure butterfly. Like I said, you know, I had always dreamed of, you know, getting to the NFL, you know, since a, since a kid, since six, you know, seven. First time I ever put on pass. And I, I, I felt like, you know, something that I could achieve. So when I got there, I was like, you know, it's once, once again, like you said, a pressure cooking. You feel like, you know, now that I'm here, you're going against the best of the best. You know, this is, you know, we we brushed all the all the other stuff to the side. This is this is the meat and potatoes. So, you know, at first, you know, when I got uh, when I got up there, you know, I used to think like that. And I used to play so nervous. But when I got to maybe my third and fourth, year, I realized there's a reason I was there, you know, and I started playing a little more comfortable. But, you know, you know, and, and, and injuries happens. But, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was coupled by injuries throughout my career. But. Like I said, once you realize that, you know, you're there for a reason and you get kind of comfortable playing, then, you know, the sky's the limit. Because I, once I got in that mind frame, like, I'm here for a reason. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, you know, an able football player or, you know, at least a really good football player. So, like I said, my, my first first couple of years was rough, but I shook it off and I kind of, you know, got, you know, grew until, you know, from a cub to a lion. And that's when I kind of, you know, transformed. You mentioned you're having injuries and I know that obviously – cuts the NFL career short, but you keep pushing and you remain in playing professional football in the CFL. You're an all-star there. Uh, It's obviously still a very competitive brand of football right next to the NFL. That's the the top league uh, beneath the NFL. So so you keep trying, man. You keep working at it. Uh, A lot of guys, I would imagine, probably would have just hung up the pads after the NFL didn't really work out for them. Why why did you keep playing playing the game for so many years after the NFL? Well, initially, you know, I felt like I was still good enough to be in the NFL. I was just in a bad situation. Um, you know, when I got released, I got released by, you know, while I was injured. So, you know, I had to kind of fix myself and, you know, put myself back together. Um, it was a lot going on in my head. It was I felt like I was kind of slighted from the NFL. And I, I you know, wanted to play football. Ball was, you know, something that I really wanted to do. So even though I didn't have the opportunity to go back to the NFL, I felt like, you know, See, I felt like I could still go and have some fun, you know, and still, you know, do what I do what I love to do, at least if not for a little longer before I call it quits. And, you know, I went up there and had, like you said, a pretty, pretty solid career while I was up there also. So, like I said, I, you know, you once again, once the confidence there is there, it's just, you know, I was just an unfortunate player, you know, to have, you know, injuries that kind of, you know, turned my career. But, you know, I, I was, I was, I never wanted to give up and, you know, Anybody out there that's probably going through, you know, what the high school or college is going through, something that I've been through, you know. Like you said, it's, it's a great story to tell people that, you know, even though I went through any injury, I still kind of fought back and found a way to continue to play the game that I love instead of just, you know, uh, crawling over and dying and, you know, just feeling really sad for myself. Instead, I got, you know, back in the weight room, I, you know, prepared like I was still in the NFL and I still got a shot to play and, and I took it. And so when your playing career does end, Pat, like you've managed to stay around football, you're coaching now locally here in Tallahassee, the middle school level, you have a camp coming up. So, so why, why are you still around football? Why is it still so important and such a big part of, of your life to this day? Well, I mean, I've, I made a lot of great friendships. I met a lot, uh, met a lot of great people through, uh, through football. First of all, I mean, some of the people you meet, uh, some of the, some of the friendships you make are going to be lifelong, whether it's high school, uh, collegiate or professionally. You know, I still have friends that I talk to from, you know, professional, uh, from the collegiate level, from the high school level. Um, so some of the friendships that you build um, can be lifelong, you know. Also, I mean, I feel like, you know, football teaches discipline and, you know, it, it teaches discipline and other characteristics that you can't get from nowhere else. So I'm trying to get, us, uh, you know, kids the same opportunity that I have, you know. 
because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there that kind of, you know, reached me, you know, reached, reached out through me, even though they wasn't my dad, they were father, father-like. And because mm-hmm. of that, I listened a lot better to things they had to tell me, which kind of helped, you know, guide me along the path I was trying to go and, you know, be able to play, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, the sport that I love to play for so long. So, you know, now I feel like, you know, now that I'm, um, you know, on the other side of the fence, that's what I want to try to do, at least try to encourage that one kid that really wants to, you know, make it to the NFL. You know, I want to encourage him. I want to tell him to keep going. I want to teach him how to do it. I want to, um, you know, help him on things that he needs help on. You know, I want to be that, you know, that voice of reason. I want to be, you know, the answer if they if they have questions, you know, because I've, I've been through it. And, you know, sometimes I didn't have people to ask. I didn't have people, you know, to talk to about it, you know, whether it was, you know, football related or personal, you know. Sometimes when, you, like I said, you meet people, it can be, you know, kind of a father-son relationship, even though it's not your father. You can feel that close. So, you know, like I said, it's probably one or two kids somewhere out there that, you know, needs that. And, you know, I want to, you know, be able to be around to help if that's the case. Can you let our listeners know, so you have the, the Pat Watkins camp coming up. Uh, it'll probably be, I guess, next week uh, by the time this podcast runs. So, yeah, coming up later this month, this this upcoming week, uh, where they can check it out, uh, how they can go ahead and find information on it, and just let them know where, where to find it. Um, well, we're going to be, ha- be having it uh, from June 14th to June 18th at Florida State University Schools, Florida High, uh, 3000 Schoolhouse Road, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311. Um, you can also register at i9sports.com. Um, once again, like you said, the ages are 7 to 15 and the time is 8.30 to 11 a.m. All right. So you can check it out there. We'll also put a link uh, on the message board for people to, to click on and find out more information as well. Uh, once the podcast is posted here, I got, I got two more questions for you, Pat, and I'll let you run. Uh, I heard that you recently graduated or went back, got your degree. I guess, what was the uh, the motivation behind doing that? Why, why was that important to you to go ahead and, and get the degree? Uh, once again, um, you know, when you, when you're in football, they teach you this thing uh, we like to call finishing that. You know, it's just one of the things that kind of stick with me. I kind of stuck with me, you know, throughout my life. Whenever I start something, it's something that, you know, I want to try to finish. And school's one of them things. You know, I left and, you know, because it's something I want to do, you know, which is go to the league. I had my chance. But when I said I was uh, done playing ball, I was going to go back and finish my degree. And, you know, I stuck true to my work. All right. So so last question I have for you is as you're watching the game and you're coaching it now, I guess what's the biggest difference you see in, in how defensive backs have to play the game now between – uh, from now, uh, f- since you played, I guess what what's the biggest change in the way defensive backs approach the game or, or have to play tactically? Well, I mean, um, you have to be you have to have better feet nowadays. Uh, you know, even though it's a physical game, it's less physical at certain positions. And receiver defensive back is one of those positions where you know they're trying to keep people safe, so you see less uh, physicality out of you know the offense uh, out of the receiver and defensive back spot. So that being said, I would have to say that, you know, I teach kids to try to rely on their feet more as opposed to their hands. You know, a lot of the techniques that I teach my kids is, you know, you know, feet is just as important as a receiver feet. You know, you got to learn how to, you know, be able to move backwards like a receiver can move forward. So, you know, like I said, because of the lack of physicality at some positions, you have to learn other ways to play better technique. I know so many coaches today covet length because wide receivers have, have these giant wingspans and so many defensive backs that can – uh, whether it's playing these zone matchup patterns or, or, you know, just needing the length to go against the bigger wide receivers that's coveted. Do, do you think given that you were a bigger safety, do you think your game would have translated better over like now modern, you know, football, or, or do you think it was perfect for the the time you were, you were playing in the mid two thousands? I think it was perfect. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, if I played nice, I think I still be fine. Um, 
you know, I, I try to teach uh, more positioning than, you know, you know, length or anything. You know, where the ball is at, you try to, you know, be in the best best position to make plays. So, like I said, you, you, it's, you know, it's about skill, but it's also about mental growth and, you know, uh, mind frame and just the, your style of uh, a ball. And my style of ball was always, you know, being able to be as close as I can to a receiver and man. And then, you know, uh, apex and, you know, like my position if I was in a, in a zone coverage. So, like I said, it's, it's different ways to play techniques. And, you know, I don't think one way is right. You can see a corner and that's 5-5 five, five and still ball out of control. You can see a corner 3-6-5 six, six, and that ball out of control is just – you know, how, how, how they coach and how they relate to your coaching. All right, that's Pat Watkins. You can check out the Pat Watkins football camp coming up here in Tallahassee, starting off on June 14th. Again, we'll put more information for it, uh, a link and, and all the information you need if you are interested in, in having your, your kid attend. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for joining me here on the bench. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you. You should have me back. That's the Florida State football. Oh, for sure. We'll do a little, we'll do a little, doing good. A little DB breakdown. I like it. All right, that'll work. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.